0: Welcome into the Shots Aside podcast. I'm your host, Alex. I'm here with my guests, Adam and Matt. We have four more weeks left in the regular season. We're going to get into talking about some of our top Rookie of the Year candidates and Mm -hmm. Defensive Player of the Year candidates. We'll get into top storylines, power rankings, while also taking a look at our Players of the Week, upcoming games, and some other NBA news to get you caught up on the association. Stay tuned for the end of the pod for the game show called The Lightning Round. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Shots Aside, and send us some ideas, questions, or talking points to our Gmail account at ShotsAside at gmail.com. I'll be posting some YouTube content on our site this coming week, but with that being said, let's jump right into it. Uh, so just some storylines for us to get uh, right into, LeBron uh, is now the only member in one's given career to post 30,000 points, 10,000 rebounds, 10,000 assists, assists, and he also passed Carl Karl Malone on the all-time points list uh, and is now second overall. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, that's impressive. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: impressive. pretty impressive. I, it's, it's pretty low. What is, anyway. What's his all-time
0: turnovers at right now? No. <laughs> Yeah, maybe Definitely top five, maybe, I but I mean, he's been doing it for 15 plus on. years. Yeah, Kareem is number yep. one. Um, yeah, I think LeBron still needs like over a thousand more points, right? yeah, to pass Kareem. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, he could do it in we'll three there. to four he years. So, kid plays, uh, hey, don't even LeBron should be Devin, worried, Devin, uh, Booker's, my boy not even Devin Booker's
1: on the come up. <laughs> I'll just you, you wait. Get up there in points in the future. A Couple more seventy-point games.
0: I'd <laughs> say the person closest <laughs> to like getting up there with LeBron would probably it'd probably be like Giannis or like Steph. Really, I th- Harden I think is pretty. High. Yeah, he's got a lot of 3 points. I think he's third in three-point um, points made. So he's probably up there pretty close too. But I mean. Hey, don't sleep on KD now. KD's. Oh yeah, KD. I forgot. Yeah, he's missed some time with injury though. So that I mean, taking a year or two off though with that, I don't, I don't know if he can. Depends on how many years he plays too, but I don't think he's gonna get up there. He's a shooter.
2: He's watch out for, for his teammate Melo. He's in ninth. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: <laughs> Carmelo, baby. Melo's got to be ending his career soon. Yeah, KD's pretty high. He's
2: he's he's twenty third. Twenty third, that's not bad.
0: Harden's twenty nine. Yeah, I just think uh like the way LeBron's been playing right now basically every game too. So the like the way that he's carried this Lakers team, even with how bad this team's been playing, like I think he's probably the most indispensable player on any team right now. Because I don't know any other player besides, you know, some main stars that could do the stuff that LeBron's doing at the age that he's doing it at, to be able to keep the Lakers in a playoff contention. It's it's pretty amazing.
2: Yeah, I mean, definitely the age thing.
0: No, yeah,
1: I mean, the, this this year for the playoffs, um, I don't I don't think the Lakers have a shot of even coming close to winning the championship. But I mean. They're lucky to get past the first round, I, I think. I mean, I mean, right now they're, it all depends they're the right ten on. seed
0: right now. They win both those games. They're playing the Suns. I mean, that's even with AD back, Matt, I know we talked about this earlier, but even with AD back, there's, there's no way that they're beating the Suns with a healthy Chris Paul. Once he comes back, Devin Booker. I mean, we'll talk about Devin Booker later, but he's been playing so. great in Chris Paul's absence. And then you got Aiton who played – he showed what he can do against the Lakers last year in the playoffs. So that's a tough matchup. Yeah. Is Cam Johnson back yet? Cam Johnson is not back. He should not be back,
2: back. soon. Yeah, had his best career game and then vanished into the sunset. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, so to put aside LeBron, you got to give it up to – Cat and Kyrie for those sixty point outings this week. Some incredible games, and this, this yeah. is the reason why you, you watch basketball and see performances like this.
2: Very true. Some Jersey boys taking over. <laughs> oh yeah. John, they both got standing ovations on the road too. Yeah,
0: but, I mean, you gotta you gotta take a look at like the teams that they played too. I mean, Cat got sixty against the Spurs. Okay. Yeah, probably a little bit better than Kyrie's because Kyrie got it against the Magic. It's just when you get, it's just nice to see like you you see it every year where like later in the season, um, certain players will you know All Stars will go off and put up their best numbers against bad teams just because they're trying to fight for playoff position, or they're just trying to prove a point. And I think that's what these two did. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, if if the can put up fifty on on the Magic, I'm I'm sure Kyrie's sixty was a breeze. <laughs>
2: yeah, for sure. Yeah, dude, Ky- Kyrie could have put up more too because he's left with like nine minutes in the game.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think he had uh forty two at half.
2: Yeah, uh, that's, that's nuts. insane. Yeah. And then Towns had thirty two and one quarter. Yeah.
1: <laughs> It's crazy. That matches jersey right there.
0: I think they had a stat too that that cat is the only center since Shaquille O'Neal to put up over thirty points in a quarter. So,
2: I mean, not as I dominant,
0: mean, but yeah, but still, still impressive. Cat's also like a center power forward hybrid. He's not like a true true center. No. Yeah, well, to, for today's age, he is. Yeah. And, well, me and Adam just went to the Timberwolves game this past Saturday um, when they when they played the Bucks without Giannis, which kind of sucked. But, I mean, I am 9-0 and going to Timberwolves games this year, mm-hmm. so that's a, that's a bright spot. <laughs> um, but we also got to see uh, – That's pretty incredible. It, it is incredible, <laughs> yeah. We also got to see um, <laughs> Brooke Lopez and George Hill come back from injury and well i mean
2: george hill for eight
0: minutes (laughs) yeah right yeah i don't know if you guys saw but um i know me and adam obviously were there but five technicals in that game and then they had the i mean george hill and pat bev both got ejected because they were shoving and whatnot which i think i think a tech one tech would have been fine for both. I just didn't understand why they gave the double techs. Speaking
2: of techs, did you, did you guys see, like, that Illinois technical? Oh, my God. This weekend?
1: No, I didn't. I, uh, hanging that was long Or the rim too long? That
0: was, uh, yeah. Ridiculous.
2: It was on a fast break, too. Like, he had no other choice. He would have, like, <laughs>
0: fell and, like, broke his back if yeah. he didn't hang on it. That's, like, one of those college rules that right. I, did, I don't understand whatsoever. Yeah. They they call it every single year. Yeah, some of those rules are just like you got to judge a play by the play itself, not by the rule book on some of those. Yeah. So I know we were talking a little bit about Kyrie, you know, a 60-point game. Um, yeah. Matt, I know you have him in our fantasy league, but just talk about a little bit how you've kind of managed, like having him on your roster knowing that, I mean, he can be in the building in new york city but he can't play the game i it just doesn't make any sense to me like why this can't just be moved that honestly is pretty ridiculous like i I mean i I would
2: understand it way more if they like just wouldn't let him there at all versus having him be able to be on the sidelines with no mask or anything like i don't really care either way i think they should just pick one or the other versus having it such like a sketchy rule like that because it doesn't you don't think it's, like, safety if, like, you can be right on the sidelines, like, breathing on everybody. Like, as far as fantasy, I just pretty much assume that he's not playing all home games. And then look to the waiver wire to add some studs like Dorian Finney-Smith or Kelvin Johnson at times. Yeah. They've been clutch for me.
0: Yeah, but that's just a – I would not want to have that get downgrade from player to player. No, but –
2: Definitely, though, when Ky- Kyrie plays, though he's irreplaceable in the lineup. You can just tell
0: the difference between the Nets, like when he's there and not.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, right now they're s- selected to play the Bucks if they win their play-in game, which would be a great matchup. I just don't. I don't think the Bucks want to play them. I know Philly. Philly right now is resting. Joel Embiid, They're resting... James Harden, because I I know for a fact they don't want anything to do with the two-seed. They don't want to play Brooklyn.
2: No, they they absolutely don't want to play Brooklyn. But
1: Everyone else wants to see that. Even,
2: they're actually... They got a close game going right now with Miami, but... I know that... I think that would be, like, the least matchup they'd want in the first round. Just because of the hype that the series would get.
0: Yeah. I just hope that the, like... I really want the mayor to just of New York City just to make it clear like what he's gonna do. Like is he gonna is he gonna lift the mandate? Is he gonna let Kyrie play? Like it's still up and down and it probably doesn't help that Kyrie and K D and the media keep coming out saying like this is ridiculous, you know, kinda of bashing the mayor. Like that's yeah. not gonna help, <laughs> obviously. But I feel like it'd be better if they just didn't say anything about it. I know it's getting close to playoff time, so it's kind of harder for them to just be quiet about it. But it, I feel like it'd benefit them yeah. more if they just didn't say a word and just let the mayor do it on himself. Cause if you're contradicting what he's doing and questioning his, you know, wave of thought, he's not going to like side with you. He's not going to do it just because of an NBA player.
2: Yeah, exactly. I think, like, kind of what – I don't know if you guys saw what, like, Andre Drummond said, like, how they kind of just have to play with, like, a pickup mindset of whoever's there has to just play. And I think that's kind of how they have to look at it. Like, I mean, KD, in my opinion, is still the best player on the planet right now. So, yeah. I think anytime he's in the lineup, like, you have a shot to win. So, take Kyrie for the games so he can play and just do what you can.
0: With the Nets, I mean – yeah, you got KD and Kyrie probably like in the fourth quarter with under two minutes left to play. Those two are probably top ten, if not top five, out of the players that I would want to take a oh, shot yeah. in the last second to win a game for me. Yeah,
2: and of course,
0: Andre Iguodala. So <laughs> <right laughs> <line>. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe not anymore though. <laughs> yeah, only in the playoffs.
2: Yeah, I think it It'll be interesting, more interesting to see what happens with Ben Simmons, like, because I, I think he's a bigger piece if they, like, are going to win the yep. title, yeah.
0: And I know they just came out with, like, an injury report today saying that, um, I want to say it's some, like, collarbone injury or something, so he's still, yeah, it's still 100%. up in the air, um, still undefined as to when he's going to come back, so... <laughs> If they can't get Ben Simmons back, even for playoffs,
2: yeah, I, I, I'm starting to think that maybe they're like trying to see if they're gonna play at Philly the first series or not first before he decides if he comes yeah, back. That might be it
0: too. <laughs> yeah. So since we were just talking about Andre Iguodala a little bit, um, his co-partner, who should have won in the MVP of the finals that year, Steph Curry, is out two weeks with I believe a foot injury is that right
1: yeah yep I I think that's just all precautionary measures they don't don't want anything bad to happen before playoffs so Uh, I mean I think that's smart for Golden State I mean you don't want to risk anything I mean you have great seed right now your team's playing good I mean this gives you your backups to get more experience in before the playoffs
2: Yeah, what what did you guys what did you guys think of the play that he got injured on? Like, I, I thought it was. I know Curry was mad about it just because it was Curry, but I think it was just like going for a loose ball. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it was
0: Marcus happened. Smart, right? And, yeah, I didn't think it was dirty. No, Marcus Smart's a hard, hard player. Plays great defense all the time. I yeah. I didn't think it was. I didn't think he was trying to hurt him or anything. He's just making a basketball move, trying to get the ball. Yeah,
2: and, I think it. He's just stronger than Curry.
0: (laughs) That too. Steph's been putting on some muscle though. This
2: yeah, he has. Marcus Smart's pretty good. A little guy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just I'm worried about the Warriors. Uh, They've been playing great all year. I'm just worried that if Draymond isn't fully healthy, if Steph's not healthy, this team has zero chance. And if I was the Timberwolves right now. Or any team in the West, I'd probably want to play them first round to get it out of the way. I wouldn't want to play them I, later I, on. I think yeah. that will be fine. Yeah, yeah.
2: I'm still trying to look for what happened to All-Star starter Andrew Wiggins. He just <laughs> fell off a cliff. Who? I, Who's that? I I was I was told that they they won the trade in a landslide with the Timberwolves. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would take D-Lo in a heartbeat. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've both been all-stars. Sure. It, I, just, they, there's,
2: I think it showed that it, like a big part of his improvement was when Draymond was healthy, because Draymond makes a huge difference in their roster.
0: He's their facil- facilitator, so Yeah. when he's getting the ball moving, it's so much easier for Wiggins to get his wide-open jumpers, the ones he hits, actually, instead of him actually having to provide some of the offense off the dribble, which... I mean, as Timberwolves fans, we've seen that, how that worked out. Obviously, yeah. Them for a reason.
2: What's that move that he did? The, the penny, isn't that what he does sometimes? Penny Hardaway?
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. the penny Hardaway? He's, he's <laughs> starting to get pretty good at it. Yeah, I mean, that, I think that's his signature move. Yeah. It's now the Wiggins.
1: The Wiggy. Or the <laughs> Wiggy. <not> a, <laughs>
2: get nah, yeah, get, not, get yeah. Wiggy
0: with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pass. (laughs) Um, So just some NBA, uh, just some news to announce for you guys, for the fans and everything. Um, So draft dates. um, I think either next week or the week after, we'll talk about some future draft picks. Um, We'll talk about um, some NCAA tournament players that we like going into the draft. But just some, the NBA posted um, recently draft dates, uh, May 16th through the 22nd will be the draft combined in Chicago and then the lottery um, to see who picks first second, third, on and on that will be on the 17th in Chicago and then uh, draft on May 23rd at Barclays Center in New York and to this point I think Kyrie can't show up at that I don't think so either
2: I I don't think they have their pick though do they?
0: Uh no, yeah, probably. probably not. No harm, no foul. No, 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 no. have it maybe, yep. or, Yeah. Actually, I, they might have Philly's pick though. Oh yeah, yeah they could. With the Harden deal, so yeah, we'll go through it a little bit more with the fans next week or the week after. Um, still undetermined on that. Um, but we will definitely let you guys know. Just a random stat that I I ended up figuring out. Um, so cat. And Trey Young and Steph are the first trio in NBA history uh, to record 45 points in th- any three games in a season. Um, so that's that's pretty wow. impressive. That uh, those is. three. Yeah. I didn't I didn't think Trey Young would be in there. I didn't. I haven't seen a lot of. I know he's had some monster games, but Atlanta has just looked. That, that's all this year. This entire year. Yep, all this year.
2: Hmm. Yeah, Trey. He had some big games early on.
0: Well, I mean I I
1: I had uh Trey Young on my fantasy team this year and he's been he's been doing very well this year. Um, I mean, he's had some injuries there and there to for some setbacks, but I mean, all in all he's had a great season, I think. It's just it's not translated into team basketball.
0: Yeah, he's gotta have some help though. I mean, John Collins has been injured a little bit. Clint Capella's been doing what Clint Capella does, which is rebound the ball and get alley Oops. That's about it mm-hmm. out of him. Yeah, collins out
2: again. Yeah. Speaking of injuries, it looks like Patrick Williams is back tonight. That's right. Uh he yeah. well, he's come back from a broken hand, right? Or was it a wrist?
0: Yeah, broken hand. Broken hand. Yeah. Something like that, yeah.
2: Something like that. He'll help add some some defense to that Bulls team that is
0: thirsty for some defense. Yeah, they won't have to play. Uh, who is it? Green. Yeah. Anymore. Green. He's so starting
2: today, but
0: yeah. Well, I think they have a minute, twenty-five minute restriction on Patrick Williams. So we'll get a little teaser of how he looks, and hopefully, you know, it gives him about what four weeks to get ready for the playoffs. That, yeah. Hopefully, he can ramp it up by then. That'll
1: be a great actor uh, or. Great add for the Bulls team going forward.
2: I think that their biggest need though is getting Lonzo back.
1: Yeah, yep. That'll be that'll be key for them going forward. And they'll have a bunch of depth because right. Caruso
2: can go off the bench.
1: And
0: you got AO. Yeah. <laughs> hey, oh. They have options. It's just
2: Hey. Oh.
0: <laughs> I mean, I know we I talked about this last our last podcast. Um but I think I mentioned something along the lines of Chicago. I think Chicago is like 0-12, 0-13, or maybe 1-12, of 1-13 against the um, playoff contenders right now, playoff teams. So I just worry about like when they get into playoffs, what team are we going to see? Are we going to see a team that struggles on the offensive end and then can't defend like they've shown against some of these teams? Or are we going to see the – you know, DeMar DeRozan hitting clutch shots, Zach Levine playing out of his mind um, type of team. Hey, it, it all comes down to
1: uh, when,
0: when Lonzo can come back and
1: if he can come back and produce like he was in the regular season.
2: Yeah, they've had a lot of bad like, health luck, I feel like, because I think Levine missed a couple weeks too at one point, and then obviously... Crusoe got murdered by Grayson Allen on <laughs> drives, and then
0: saw that. Shout out to Duke for getting to the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah,
2: yeah right,
0: Paolo. Yeah, I think the biggest one though is Lonzo. I, th- I yeah. just it's a lot to ask from Io to take over the point guard reins. I just, I, they need a, a point guard like Lonzo to bring that defensive effort, and then also be able to dish off to people like Zach Levine or yeah. Vucevic, who's been struggling from beyond the arc. Um just adds a little bit more versatility to their team. Yeah, Vooch struggles on defense too. That
2: that'll be something to watch right. in the playoffs. I don't know how he's gonna go up against Embiid in a series if they have to play each other. They do have Tristan Thompson though. <laughs> oh
0: boy. NBA champion? Tr- Tristan Thompson? Yeah, NBA, NBA champion. <laughs> So moving on, guys, I just want to talk about some of our top Rookie of the Year candidates and also Defensive Player of the Year candidates. Um, let's start off with just uh, Rookie of the Year candidates. Um, who do you think is the leading Rookie of the Year for, your, for you guys? And then also maybe somebody in this top six that maybe you think deserves more credit or whatever you guys think. So I, I just went on NBA.com, found out. Top five, I added another player at the end. So Evan Mowgli is uh, their number one with almost 15 a game, 7.9 rebounds a game. Uh, at two, you got Cade Cunningham, uh, about 15 points, five rebounds, five assists. Three, you got Scotty Barnes with 14.5 points and 7.9 rebounds. Uh, four, you got Franz Wagner. Five, you got Josh Giddy. And then I added uh, Jalen Green at the end just because I, I like what Jalen Green's been doing recently. Um, so, Adam, uh, who is your top Rookie of the Year candidate so far?
1: So, if the season ended right now, I I would have to give it to um, Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes has been looking like an absolute Rookie of the Year. From start to finish, honestly, obviously you're going to have those games where they're not going to be as, you know, statistically proven. But I think out of all the rookies, Scotty Barnes has been lighting it up this whole season. And being on Toronto is only totally helping him. And I'd, I'd say that the person who's on the up would be Jalen Green. Jalen Green has been doing amazing after all-star breaks.
2: Yeah, I would have to say mine, as of right now, would probably, well, pretty much the whole season, basically. I would probably have to go with Mobley, just because the the way that he's turned this uh, Cleveland Cavaliers team around, just with his shot-blocking ability, and then he's also can score the ball, too. He's just been an incredible addition for them throughout the entire year. Especially like lately, like seeing him play without Jared Allen too, he's really stepped his game up. Then I'd say as somebody up and coming, even though he's hurt right now, my boy Josh Giddy is on the man. fantasy squad. Just a, a triple double waiting to happen. I'd say he's he's on the up and up for this OKC team too. Once they, once they plug in Chet alongside him next year, the squad's gonna be looking pretty nice.
0: Right now, I'd probably have to say my leader in the Rookie of the Year candidate would probably be Cade Cunningham of the Detroit Pistons. I just think without Cade, this team would probably be – they I don't even know if they'd win a single game. I know Cade started off a little bit slow. What about Sadiq uh, Day? I think it took him about a month.
2: He not just dropped 51?
0: Well, yeah. Ugh. He did drop <laughs> – yeah, he it. dropped 51. I don't think – He's as consistent, though, as Cade has been. Cade's been been balling out lately. Um, After the first month. Right. He missed about the first month of of the regular season with an injury. Started off really slow. Um, But I think by that third month, he really came into his own. And if you just look right at his numbers, he's 15-5-5. That's, for a rookie, probably the best numbers in the group. Other than Cade... Uh, I'd have to agree with Adam though. Scotty Barnes is he's he's on my fantasy uh basketball Damn. team. He's been killing it lately. Um, especially against the Lakers. That's I know they lost against the Lakers this what was it, on Sunday? Saturday? <laughs> I don't no, I don't hate on blocks my he's a great player. And uh he's No, they do, they do, I agree. <laughs> I just uh No, I know I just they, like those two better. Their- and I know Moby's been playing crazy without Jared Allen, too.
2: Barnes is actually, he, he's really su- surprised me a lot. Coming into the year, I thought Evan Mobley and Cade were going to be good. But Barnes, I, I didn't think he'd be this good scoring.
0: Right.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, when, when they had the draft, uh, and I saw Toronto pick him at three. I I was a little shocked. I was like, that was a little too high for Scotty Barnes, but I mean, he's he's proved himself and more this, this whole season, and I've just I've I've been shocked.
2: Yeah, I was, uh, I originally said they should pick Suggs. Yeah, but it looks like it's turning my, out. My good dark sometimes. horse candidate exactly.
0: to win Rookie of the Year. Don't laugh, guys, but uh, it's got to be Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves is. <laughs> oh. either Austin Reeves or Trey Mann from OKC uh,
1: yeah I think that's a stretch right there
2: <laughs> yeah, my, mine would be if they would just get rid of uh, Christian Wood would be Sengun. and he, he's a stud when he gets the start
0: yeah I mean if they get the number one pick if they get Chet or something I they, I could see them easily moving on from Christian Wood
2: yeah good they could start, if they get a tall center, they could start um Sangoon at the 4.
0: Yeah, it's also not the way, besides Clint Capella, the Rockets, and maybe Hakeem or whatever, Rockets lately they haven't had a lot of good centers to kind of protect the paint. They're kind of, they've been pushing everything in transition and whatnot, so... If they can get yeah. some good, like a good rebounder like Chet, I know he's big, thin frame, whatever you want to say about him, um, he rebounds the ball, he gets you block shots, he does a lot of the things that Christian Wood doesn't. No, uh, yeah. I th- I think I think we're seeing that
2: Kevin Porter is being boosted up by his 50 point game, and he's a little fake. <laughs>
0: you hating on Kevin Porter Jr. I Yeah, I am a
2: little bit. He's, he hasn't really been living up to the hype this year. It seems like he's been taken away from Jalen Green's development a little bit, too. Cause I, I, he's
1: not
0: that great of a passer. I agree. It's
1: definitely hurting. I, I think Green. he's
0: just like Josh Giddy, He's up and down. He'll, he'll oh, give me yeah. good games. He'll give me bad games.
2: <laughs> Didn't Josh Giddy have, like, 15 rebounds in one game? Yeah, I think all so. Most by a rookie who in, else? like, 20 years or something like that. Who else is
0: going to rebound the ball for them? Roby. They got Basley. <laughs> I'll tell us Roby. Was Roby, got, like, 6'8"? They,
2: they got Poku, who's paper six thin, foot eight, but he's tall. Oh,
0: but, don't even start with that.
2: Dude, I I, I'm, a, I actually am optimistic about the Thunder in the future, though, because young Shea has been looking ridiculously
0: good, like, without much talent around him. They got about two million draft picks too, so uh,
1: you, you yeah. pair him up with Chet, yeah. and that's that's a that's a good team right there. Yeah, Chat would be
2: nice, or or even if if they want to wait on a center, that Victor Weminyea from the year after from France, he's a stud too. He's seven foot two.
1: Uh, you, you also got Jalen Duran from Memphis. Uh,
0: what about uh? What about oh, Cockburn yeah. from Illinois? Yeah, he's not going to be an NBA player. <laughs> I think he'd be a solid second-round pick to kind of get something yeah, in there.
2: Maybe like a, a fill-in center, but he's not like he's not on, like, Chet's level and, like, Jalen Duran.
0: No. Nope. No, he's not. Because he's only, like, just I'm just throwing other options out there. Yeah.
2: No, he, he's not too bad. Well, speak, yeah. speaking of prospects, like, did you guys watch the Memphis game? Oh, yeah. At all? Like... What what do we think about Imani Bates? Oh yeah, he, he his stocks kind of plummeted. It's not looking good. He yeah. used to be like considered like a number one pick, but like now he's like I don't know what to think. He's been injured, but
0: I think you're throwing too much into uh, just his last his last game was I'm not gonna lie it was terrible, yeah. but he did just get back he's one from injury. Yeah, he's I think he's a great prospect, and he. He didn't play a lot of minutes either. He played like maybe 20 minutes. Yeah, probably 20 minutes. And and I mean... He had had a couple moves in that game where I was like, that's... The fadeaway? Yeah, the fadeaway. Yeah. That was an NBA move. It'll take him a little time. I think he's kind of... I would compare him to like that... Not exactly like him, but like kind of like that Michael Porter Jr. mold. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Where he's got – he's injury-prone a little bit. I wouldn't say
2: – Not like
0: Porter, is, though. Porter so injury-prone. No, 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 But he still had that where Michael Porter kind of went through this his year at um, – where are you going Vanderbilt? No, Mizzou. Mizzou? That's all. Yeah, Mizzou. Hello, Mizzou. Went through injuries, came back at the end, <laughs> and then has dealt with it since. And yeah. I think Armani, he came back, you know, he's playing right now.
2: Yeah, and he was technically supposed to be in high school this year too, so. Right. Right. So he just started one more year. I think it, I'm thinking he's going to move on from Memphis and go to the G League for the next year.
0: Seems like that would, that would be the best for him. So let's jump right into defensive play of the year candidates, who you guys think will be the leading defensive play of the year favorite. And then again, just like rookie of the year, um, somebody who's not getting their credit that they deserve. Um, I just want to do a quick note for the fans. Um, we're going to talk a little bit of defensive win shares. Um, in case you don't know what it is, it's a calculation of the player's marginal defensive value or their quantitative quantifiable amount that the team's defense ability increases while the player is on the court. As for the, the denominator, it's simply the marginal points per win. So it's marginal defense divided by marginal points per win. So just our top six that I have in here, I have Giannis at number one, Rudy Gobert at number two, Mikel Bridges at number three, Draymond Green at four, Marcus Smart at five, Jaron Jackson at Jr. at 6, and then some other ones, I have Jason Tatum, DeJounte Murray, Drew Holiday. whoever you guys want to put in there, um, it's fine with me. Um, Matt, I just want to start off by asking you who you think is your defensive player of the year, and somebody who you think should be in the conversation.
2: Yeah, I would say uh, Draymond Green would be it if he wasn't out for so long, because I mean it's a night and day difference when he's out there on the court for defense for the Warriors but since he was hurt I'd have to go with Giannis just cuz Giannis is the Greek freak and can do everything defensively pretty much and he's a great defensive rebounder too. Yeah, he should get
0: at least one so award right
2: cuz he's not going to win MVP. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's probably going to win MVP and defensive player of the year. <laughs> I'd probably go J- Joker or Joker, <laughs> Joker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I think he, he's probably defense player of the year. I mean, uh, didn't Rudy Gobert win it last year?
0: Um, yeah, I believe Rudy won it last year. Yeah, yeah, I think,
2: yeah. So he'd probably be my favorite, and then it's an underrated guy. I'd probably have to probably have to give it to. Uh, I think he, he's not getting a ton of respects just because he's a not a great defensive rebounder would be Jaron Jackson, but I mean he doesn't really have to because they have Stephen Adams
0: and, and Brandon Clark does some of the well, rebounding of the, too. He,
2: yeah, I don't, do they play at the same time very often though? Maybe. No. Uh,
0: I think Jaron Jackson. Uh, Jaron
2: Jackson just he likes a, one of the best shot blockers in the league.
0: Yeah, at, at by far. almost you know two point two rebound or two point two blocks a game. Um, I think that's that's tied with Rodrigo bearer, So he's playing power forward and getting two point two blocks with a point one one two defensive win share, which isn't that great. But I, I agree with that.
2: No, I'm not. I'm not for sure, but I'm pretty sure he like has had like multiple
0: like five block games this year too. Yeah, there was. Like I think there's just this past week he had back to back games where he had five blocks, and then the next game he had six, which eleven blocks. in two games is crazy out of a power forward.
2: That's nuts. I just remember when they played the T-Wolves earlier, he he had, like, one possession where he had, like, three blocks on one possession. (laughs) I was getting
0: nuts. It always seems like these Memphis Grizzlies, like, hard defenders. I mean, I don't even think of Jaron Jackson as, like, a great defender until this year. But it seems like Memphis always pulls out some of these. Like, I mean, Tony Allen... Whoever you want to put in there, but they always have he, one of these he was players. Hurt though, yeah, I, Dylan Brooks is a pretty gritty defender too. Right, Desmond Bain's not that bad either. Good. John John Morant might be their worst defender out of their starting lineup, which says a lot. That,
1: that's, that's all right. That's all right. He makes up for it.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's an MVP candidate. Yep. So, Adam, who do you think? Should be the defense play of the year. Just a little side contender of who you think should be in there as well.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, obviously you got um, Giannis, who he's always he's always going to be in the, these runnings. But uh, I the one that stands out to me the most would have to be Rudy Gobert. I mean, he's always he's always been great on the defensive side of the, of the ball, and I mean, if you look at everyone else, like he's—I I think he's quite a bit ahead of of most people, obviously, besides Giannis. And I'd say my, my dark horse would have to be someone who doesn't get a lot, of, a lot of as much respect as he should on the defensive ball. Would have to be Mr. Marcus Smart. He—he's uh, been really good. I mean, his whole career, he's been mainly like a, a defensive player, but. I'd say he would definitely be my dark horse for winning it, but it would be a long shot. Yeah. Compared.
0: Yeah, almost two steals a game for Marcus Smart, which has pretty much been his entire career. Um, for me, I think my top favorite. I know you guys talked about Giannis. You talked about Rudy, the top two. Um, my top one. I M- Matt mentioned it earlier, but it's it's Jaren Jackson Jr. Uh, I think he's taken an incredible leap this year. I mentioned it earlier, 2.2 block. And it just seems like when Steven Adams isn't on the court, and and Steven Adams isn't a bad defender, but he doesn't average over a block a game. So having Jaron Jackson there to be a paint presence for that Memphis Grizzlies team when they have so many offensive uh, weapons And Ja and Desmond bain so on and so on. I think he's just been a great he's really he really took on that role when Ja went down for I think about a month and you saw Memphis go on this crazy streak of winning like what is it was like eleven of their next fourteen games they won without Ja Morant, which is crazy to think that I mean, if you took LeBron James out of the Lakers, you would think they'd lose every game, which they probably would. So to have John Morant, their best yeah. player and MVP candidate, out for that long, and Memphis is still a number two seed in the West, just shows how good, you know, Jaron Jackson and that Memphis Grizzlies team kind of filled that role for them. Yeah. So he.
1: I mean, let, let's be honest, though. Um, Memphis has put together. A great team. Yeah. I mean, compared to seasons before, um, this this team is is outstanding, and I don't think you can compare them too much to the Lakers. I mean, no.
0: the Lakers no, have the
1: three headed monster, and that's about it. Yeah, but I'm
0: not comparing them to. Memphis the two.
1: has all those great role players. Yeah, yeah,
0: they're, they're my dark horse change. though. Right, right. My dark horse though is, I mean, I love Dejounte Murray. Two steals a game, 7.2 rebounds out of a point guard, which is incredible. But I think my dark horse, I know he won't win the award, but he needs to get more consideration in the MVP con- or candidate candidacy. Um, he needs to get more knowledge and, and respect when it comes to defense play of the year. And that's Jason Tatum. I looked this up. Out of everybody that's played 50 plus games, he's got the best defensive win share at .181, and averaging seven rebounds a game for somebody who's already got Al Horford and Robert Williams, and you know some good and Jalen Brown who gets rebounds, Marcus Smart who gets rebounds. So the fact that he can get boards and guard, you know, usually the best player on the opposite team, uh, we've seen it. So far this these past, I'd say month and a half. You know, Boston. Boston was what like the 11th seed going into All Star break, and they come out of All Star break just on fire, absolutely on fire, and they jump all the way up into the four seed.
2: I, yeah, I would have to agree. It's all because uh, it's all yeah. because Dan not on the team anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Although Derek White, Derek White is he's been going through a little bit of cold stretch with his shooting, but Yeah.
2: But right. it, it's
0: better if they didn't have Dennis Schroder on the team. Yeah. Derek White's a good defender though too. Right, right. I just but Jason yeah. Tatum, the way he's been handling this team though, this Boston Celtics team. Yeah, Tatum has been unreal. MVP candidate. He he's gotten a lot bigger too. I mean, he is doing
1: he is doing a phenomenal job, but yeah, he's doing he's doing a great job on defense. But I don't know if I would I'd put him over Marcus Smart. I think Marcus Smart is. I mean, he's known for all that like gritty work. He's he's going to give you his all on on defense. Yeah. You know that.
0: Yeah, I just I and just remember
1: occasionally. No, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, and occasionally you are you are gonna see Jason Tatum take those plays off, and I, I just don't see that much Smart.
2: I agree, and uh, just just recently, just, I just because no one mentioned him, I think we should mention Mikhail Bridges, just because he's an absolutely elite perimeter defender, and he's been a big reason why they've been so so tough to beat at times, especially against like teams like the Warriors. But I just
0: thought I'd throw him right. in there, just because we didn't talk about him. I yeah, oh, I just want to go back to the point that Adam was making. I agree. Marcus Smart has been doing good, but I remember around this time last year where we had this debate where I know a lot of media members were like, who's, who's running this team? Is it Jason Tatum? Is it Jalen Brown? Like which, which player do you want to have more? And I don't think we really figured that out until this year. And I think Jason Tatum Jalen Brown's been playing really good. I'm not Taco J
2: figured it out but, last
0: year. Yeah, but <laughs> there was still that conversation like, whose team is it? Do they want to trade Jalen Brown? Do they want to trade Jason Tatum? Which player do they want to get rid of to make this team whole? And they kept both. And I think this is definitely Jason Tatum's team. He's been shown it on the offensive end. Over 30 points per game in the past months, and his defense is. I know Adam kind of threw a little shade at him, but I think Jason Tatum's been playing great defense this past month and a half. Oh, yeah.
1: No, don't get me wrong. He's been playing great defense, but I mean, you do see the occasional plays where he, he just takes that, that, that defense to play off. He's just not as attentive.
2: Uh, I think, uh, like, they're they're gonna be good just because like their whole team is good defensively. Like all of them are gonna have good defensive win shares. Oh yeah.
0: So up next, uh we all did our uh part two of our NBA power rankings. Um I just wanna take a look. I know that you guys are looking at it too. Um just some of the differences that we have in our power rankings um compared to one another. I know Matt was kind of throwing some shade that I had the Warriors at number two, just below the Suns. Um, tell me why you're upset with me for having Golden State at two. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm upset, but uh, I just don't think that they're
2: at the same point as other teams right now. It's more, I, I think, uh, looking at who's hot and who's not right now, I'd say the Warriors are...
0: eight. You think the Bucks are hot right now
2: after that loss against – I know it was without Giannis, but – Yeah, I got that. Yeah, they're my second. That, coming into the game without Giannis, they were 8-2 and two in their last 10, so I'd say that's pretty hot. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yep. does, does anybody want to run into the Bucs in the playoffs? I'd much rather play the Warriors than the Bucs currently in the playoffs. And then the Miami Heat are pretty high, too, on yours because – and they just lost to the Sixers without Embiid and Harden.
0: Yeah, I just think that I don't see any team below that. That like I don't think Utah, like Utah, could definitely make a run in the Western Conference. I don't think Chicago's better. Boston's made a good run, like I talked about earlier. Yeah. I don't think Boston's better than Philly. I think Boston absolutely is. That's why I put them at third.
1: Yeah, I, I have Boston.
0: Yeah, you have
2: them at six. That's that's fair. I mean, cause if the war—I mean, if if Steph's healthy, like obviously, I put the Warriors higher than seven, but like we don't really know how
0: healthy he'll be yet. Which is weird because I had talked all this hype about Boston, and now I have a, the lowest out of all of us. But yeah, um, I think they—they're they're one of the hottest teams in the NBA. Right. I just want to see if they can continue this going into playoffs, and if so, I—I I will definitely have them way higher than they already are. I just don't know how long, if they're going to run out of gas or, you know, different factors play in, but so far, so good.
2: Yeah, and then that
0: one I had a little
2: higher than you guys was the Nets. I have them at four just because, I mean, they showed tonight with only KD there. He dropped a 37 ball on the Utah Jazz, and they won tonight. It just goes to show that, like, anytime he's on the court, they can win a game. And he's been averaging like thirty plus a game since he got back, so I don't think anybody wants to play them.
0: Personally, I just can't. I can't put an A seed in the East all the way up at four in my power ranking. That's just personally. Yeah, they're, but they were the number one seed until Katie got hurt,
2: so that's that's my reason. Right, I'm they also that. had James Harden. Yeah, but I mean, Katie. They've been good since Katie got back too. They took they took the Bucks to seven with uh, injured James Harden last year.
0: They just they have a lot of question marks that they still have to kind of get right with yeah. you know is Ben Simmons going to play is Kyrie going to play if they play Toronto Kyrie won't get to play at all if the mandate still holds so I mean they have a lot of question marks still left to you know answer and I don't know I don't know what their what what their path is at this point so that's why I have them a little bit lower. Yeah,
2: I definitely have question
0: marks. I would still take them in the series over Toronto, which is KD. I mean, there definitely is that infatuation with Brooklyn, though, to like have them higher, yeah, just because of all the stars they have. And honestly, Andre Drummond's been playing great for them too at the center position, which they really didn't have. Um, so that really plugs a piece. And Seth Curry's been playing phenomenally, shooting at the at the two guard. Yeah, Bruce Brown's been. Great for them lately, too. Yeah, who would have guessed? Who uh, would have guessed that Bruce Brown would be an actual good player for this Brooklyn <laughs> Nets team after everything you saw last year in the playoffs? They're
1: saving him for later in the year. Yeah, I thought it was going to be Cam Thomas. I thought Cam Thomas was going to be that that man to step up, but it ended up being Bruce I know, Brown. I thought
2: Cam Thomas would, too. It's, it's tough to put it on a rookie, though.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he's been having a good year, I think especially being on a, on a stacked team like the Brooklyn Nets. Well, they
0: played three rookies, didn't they? Didn't they play Cam Thomas, Kessler Edwards, and Duke Jr.?
1: Yeah. Was it Sharp?
0: Oh, Sharp too. I, mean, I don't know if Sharp's a rookie, though. He might be first or second year. I'm not sure. But, yeah, they they played a lot of young players while they were dealing with injuries with, you know, KD, Kyrie sitting out. James Hardwin, you know, was sitting out some games too. So. I mean, they had a lot of – they needed a lot of help, definitely. And that's kind of why they're sitting in this A-seed is because they weren't healthy.
2: Oh, well, Seth, Seth Curry might have got hurt tonight. No, really? Oh, He only played 12 minutes at had zero points. Oh, yeah. It says he left la- – oh, he, he left the game with an ankle sprain.
0: Not that – not the Curry brothers with yeah. the ankle problems. Would have never
1: guessed it. Yeah, they got glass ankles. Okay.
2: That could hurt them actually, but but they had Clax and sure. hold down the four, and he held
0: Gobert only four rebounds. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, they're gonna deal with a lot bigger, tougher centers, though. I think. Then go than than Gobert, Gobert. though. I mean, you got. That's what they they have Joel they and Drummond though. Right. Yeah. I, I just there's a lot of quality centers though. I think. I think in the East with, and there is in the West too, but with Drummond, you got Adebayo with the Heat, Um, Robert Williams and Al Horford, Tandem in Boston, Clint Capella with Atlanta. You got Miles Palmley.
1: And you can throw out Giannis. I mean, he plays that center position.
0: True, and I don't think, and Claxton and Drummond aren't going to be able to, if they play the Bulls too, they're not guarding Busevich out by the three-point line either. Drummond's pretty mobile. He just in foul trouble. I, that's the problem. Though, have, he gets in foul trouble. James Johnson, though,
2: and KD can go one through five of,
0: too. More of a power forward. Yeah. No. If KD has to, yeah, I think if they put him put that on, he showed it against Embiid a little bit. But he, yeah. I mean, he can play the five 2 Yeah, I think the biggest thing for them would
2: if if Simmons plays like a small ball lineup with KD and, like, Simmons in the, on the front court would just be pretty tough to stop.
0: Yeah, I guess my only question with Matt's power rankings, it's really not that big because um, we're dealing with the back half of the power rankings, and you have the Blazers dead last in your power rankings. Oh, uh, yeah. I think right now... I think right now they're at an 11 seed and there's like still a chance for them to make the playoffs. So like what went into your, what went into your mindset of like, I uh, th- I know the roster is really depleted right now, but my thought po- process for
2: that is that um, Chris Don is playing for them and getting minutes. And anytime that happens, you know that that team has given up on the season. So, uh, I think it's safe to put them last. I think that at least, like, did the Rockets beat the Lakers the other day. And then OKC is pretty gritty because they got, when Shea plays there, like, they can be in any game. The Magic just beat the Heat, the, or beat the uh, T Wolves the other day. Cades has been playing good on the Pistons. I, I just saw it tough to put them over any of those teams. Especially with, like, I think Simon's done for the year. I heard, is he done for the year? I heard he's coming back soon. I thought they were going to shut him down. Like, they didn't say, but, like, they're going to, I'm pretty sure they were going to shut him down.
0: Well, see, if they shut him down, I got to release him from my fantasy team then. <laughs> As, I think Blazers right now just in the overall standings of things. With still a slim chance of making the playoffs. I don't know if I can put them lower than uh, OKC I can get. OKC is probably a better team right now. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't I don't think they're that much worse than the Rockets, Magic or Pistons at this point. Yeah. I mean uh
2: just cuz like if they had like guys play like if Josh Hart was playing like every game, and like Simons was playing, they would be clearly ahead of the Rockets. I just think that, yeah, like a power rankings isn't necessarily the standing, it's more like who's doing good right now.
0: No, that's a very good point. I mean, right now, the way their roster is assembled right now, they don't have, I mean, you could ask any NBA, play, any NBA fan right now, like who's their starting five, and I think you'd have different answers for everybody.
2: Yeah, I mean, you could probably say that for, like, a lot of the bottom
0: teams, but I just think that
2: they're the most, like, I don't know, like, you can tell they've given up on the year, even if they make the 10th seed, which I don't think they will. Right. They said, I think they came out that Dame was done for the year today, too.
0: Yep, yep.
2: Up year. Oh, hey, dude. I'm going to move on. No, one thing we should talk about, did did anybody see the Nurkic thing where he threw the dude's phone? Oh yeah, That was crazy. That was crazy. That was hilarious. He's gonna
0: get a fine, isn't he? he for that I'd, He's
2: I'd imagine he would. I haven't heard yeah. of anything. That uh, I think like it's perfectly fine for fans like cheer players as long as it's like you're not like attacking like their family. Like I think as long as you're just like attacking like their game, you know, like it's fine. Like saying your yeah. trash or something like that. Like I mean, it's well, just you remember crazy. last
0: year. Was it last year or the year before? It was when Westbrook was on OKC and he hit the guys in the playoff game against Utah. Yeah. And he hit the guys' phone out of his hand. Yeah. Like, that. that's how I see this. And Russell got a fine for that. So I don't see why Nurkic shouldn't get at least a fine. Yeah. I'm not saying suspension or anything because that's, that's would, way overdoing yeah. it.
2: I wouldn't even be surprised if he got, like, something. Because he, like, picked it up and threw it.
0: <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's just like...
0: <laughs> that, that was pretty
2: funny
1: <laughs> although if I was the
0: fan though I'd like I honestly wouldn't be I wouldn't care at all I'd be like yeah. oh Nurkic through my phone that's awesome well,
1: that's your yeah, phone that's gonna,
0: somebody's gonna have that on video
2: <laughs> yeah I I mean I definitely wouldn't do anything to Nurkic yeah. cause he's like a foot taller than I am <laughs> like at least I don't think he's a, he a seven footer no. yeah You you see him looking up at him he's like <laughs> yeah <laughs> the dude was a rail too he would've got <laughs> smoked yeah
0: That was just funny, though. You don't
2: see that very often.
0: Yeah, especially from, like, Nurkic who hasn't played in the past, like, what, two months? Like, usually it it comes from Um, somebody who played during the game that might have had, like, a bad game or, you know, somebody said something bad to him. I honestly don't know what this fan would have even said to him besides, like, we should have traded you or, you know, something along the lines of that. Yeah. Well, they
1: probably should have traded him.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they probably should have. I'm not gonna say. It. I'm not gonna say that to though. I don't want to get my phone tossed.
1: <laughs> well, just don't get in, don't get in his face. <laughs>
2: the the security guard that was there like commented on like the Instagram and said that he was just calling him like trash the entire game, <laughs> the
1: whole
0: game. <laughs> that's funny.
2: But they but they said he was sitting like way on the other
0: side of the court. so I don't know how I he heard that. Must have one like, one of those grandpa voices where you can hear him from a mile away. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not kidding. Yeah, it was funny. So anyways, I want to get into, just quickly, like, who you guys think was your player of the week this last, like, six to seven days. Um, I just got, like, a few... I'm going to start out with mine, just here real quick. Um, My player of the week is... (laughs) Somebody who I'm repping today jersey-wise. I don't know if you guys can see it. But I'm going to go with LeBron James. Um, Why are
2: you holding the trash can
0: <laughs> up? <laughs> uh, good one, Matt. Good one. So in uh, in four games for LeBron, played the most out of anybody this week. Went, you know, shot pretty well. 30 points per game. About eight rebounds, five assists, almost a steal, and almost two blocks as he was playing, you know, mostly center in some rotations, um, and you really you really don't see that out of LeBron too much, is having a high block usage, um, and then he also kept, he pulled an opposite of Russell Westbrook and kept his turnovers down to just under four a game in about 40 minutes, and <laughs> um, I just think without LeBron, there is no Lakers like the Lakers i mean they're in the in the playing game right now, but without LeBron, the way he's playing putting up you know I wouldn't say career numbers but career numbers for like a thirty seven year old uh just the way he's playing right now shows his kind of you know it gives clarity to like how great of a player LeBron truly is and how we like most fans don't really cherish, you know, what he has brought to the game. And I think it's going to be a real it's definitely going to be a down, you know, kind of pain in the butt for me once once he ends up, you know, leaving the league and pursuing whatever he has to pursue.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he's been doing good. The thing about LeBron that's always been fun is that like he's such a like great player that it- It's fun to, like, root against him, too, because he, like, wins a ton. So, like, you get a chance. Like, not every player can do that. Like, where, like, they're in, like, the playoff pictures, like, so deep in it every year. Like, a lot of people don't have that type of, like, I don't know, like, charisma to, like, take their team that far. I just think he's... And that's something
0: that's going to be, like... He's an indispensable player. You can't tell me once he leaves that you won't miss him just a little bit from the NBA.
2: No, that's what I'm saying. No, like he, he just created yeah. rivalries, you know, like, just like yeah. because he's so good. Like Nobody would, he wouldn't have as many haters as he does if he
0: wasn't as good as he was. Right. But, I, but say, I mean, my... Facts,
1: yeah.
2: Oh, should, should I move on to my player? Right.
0: Yeah, Matt, go ahead with uh your, play, your player of the week.
2: My player of the week who, I mean, I'd probably put him all the time above LeBron, but that's just me. Carl Anthony Towns dropped a 60-ball on, on Pop's Spurs team. Who? I mean, they, they might not be the Tim Duncan Spurs, but this is a hell of a Spurs team with
0: John Taylor really? leading the way. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> and,
2: and don't forget Keldon
0: Johnson. Yeah, because they're totally going to be a playoff team but, this year. But anyways, like,
2: Towns averaged 38 points this week, 12 boards, 3 assists, a steal, and a Five turnovers, which isn't great, but, I mean, if you're dropping a 60 ball, you can get over the turnovers. Yeah. Uh,
0: More turnovers than the yeah,
2: Bron. I think, it, eh, I think they, they also had a better record. Yeah. That's what matters the most. No, Timberwolves
0: have a better team. I like think that. They're 9-1. Yes. In the last 10 games.
2: And they have a better player, too, so, I think, uh. It's t Wolves team is, is poised to do, make some noise in the playoffs this year. Oh, they can, please, please. The, the, ba- the biggest thing will be, though, if, <laughs> if Anthony Edwards can actually get back to his like first half of the season form. He's been pretty off lately for some reason. not sure if it, his knee's been flaring up on him or something, but it didn't look like it when he was doing a windmill against no. the – Bucks on the fast break. But Maybe he's just saving I don't think it. He's he saving it for the playoffs. Yeah, he could be. He did get it going against the Lakers, though. He was just drilling threes. Yeah, Ross's face.
0: <laughs> so Adam,
2: that was a fun game to watch.
0: Yeah. So Adam, who do you think is your player of the week this past week?
1: You know, I don't want to be biased or anything, but um, out of all the players on this list. Um, He's got, I mean, he's, he's got the least amount of turnovers. Uh, he's got the best record in the NBA, and that man would be Devin Booker, my boy, <laughs> averaging 30 points a game, four rebounds, five assists, a steal, 2.7 turnovers in 33 minutes per game over the past five games. And, I mean, I think ever since Chris Paul you know, had, had his injury. Um, Devin Booker has been leading the charge and distributing the ball, scoring. I mean, he he just looks good. I mean, he's he's bringing the team together without Chris Paul. And if that can carry into the playoffs, I think they're going to be dangerous.
0: Yeah, especially if they get Chris Paul back. I mean, yeah. we saw it last year. They made it to the finals. Can they do it again? We'll see.
1: I believe so. We shall see. I believe so.
0: Definitely an easier West than it has been in years. So I just want to go over yeah, you know, some of the other players of the week that maybe we didn't ma- mention. Um, I know we got Matt with Carl Anthony Towns. Definitely played well this past week. Um, I got LeBron. Adam's got Devin Booker. So those, those are our top three. Um, some other players that played really well. Donovan Mitchell um, really has kind of revamped this Utah Jazz team after they were kind of looking like they were falling apart a little bit. Um, In his last two games, he had 33 points per game, almost five boards, almost seven assists, and almost a steal in just four turnovers in 35 minutes. Um, Joel Embiid, I mean, what's there to say about Joel Embiid? He's been playing great all year. 33.7 points per game in his last three games, almost 11 boards, um, yeah, it's Shea Gilgis Alexander. I know we talked about OKC a little bit. You know, they're not having the best season, but it, you take out Shea Gilgis Alexander, and I don't think there's any question that this team's by far the worst team in the league right now. And he's been posting 30 points a game, seven boards um, for a point guard, and almost six assists with 1.3 steals and one block. Um, and then our, my last guy that I have on this list is just Luka Doncic. Dallas has been playing pretty good lately. They gotta try and keep that five seed. Uh, can they do it from Denver and Minnesota? Uh, we'll definitely see. Um, I know in his last three games, he's been posting thirty points. You know, six rebounds, seven assists. Rebounds and assists are a little bit down, but um, I think he's still trying to get figured out with his new additions with you know, um, um and how Denwitty and Brunson kind of mesh with each other. But so far. Those uh, those guys have been playing really well this past week. Um, you know, just a big, big applause for them. <laughs> so, yeah, moving on. Um, I just want to talk about some of our upcoming um, games this week. We'll just go through Monday through Sunday. Uh, just some of the games that we kind of want to highlight each day. Um, I want to start out with Matt. Um, Is there a game on Monday slash Tuesday that you are dying to see?
2: Uh, The T-Wolves to Elf one's a huge one. They're playing right now. T-Wolves are down by 11 now. (laughs) That's definitely a huge one for playoff seeding. And going into Tuesday, I'd say big one would probably be the Hawks going to the Knicks, even though it. Not, like, two super great teams this year. It's still, uh, after what Trey did to them in the playoffs last year, I think it'd be a fun game to watch. And it's in New York, so that's what I'd go with.
0: What about you guys? No, I agree. You you get to see the transformation from last year, how Atlanta beat New York, and then you get to see it on TNT at 6.30 on Tuesday, kind of, you know, what's been transpired this year. And, and how those two teams will kind of react. I think Trey's going to have a phenomenal game against the New York Knicks, just like he always has. But, uh, well, yeah, and then Julius Randle will have a terrible game. Yeah. <laughs> um, just another game on Tuesday that I'm kind of looking forward to on NBA League Pass at 7 o'clock uh, is the Chicago Bulls against Milwaukee Bucks. I just, I really want to see how Chicago does against you know, a team that they'll have to get through if they want to get to what they're searching for, which is to play in the finals. I haven't seen it at all this year with Chicago when it comes to some of the great teams. If Giannis plays, which I hope he plays, I that's definitely a game that I want to see have marked down on my list.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I the, uh, yeah moving, moving forward, uh, I... Only because I'll be attending this game. On Wednesday you got Phoenix versus the Suns. And I think that'll Phoenix be Phoenix versus the Suns. A, a
0: Suns. Suns at
1: the Timberwolves. Yeah, the, the game. <laughs> Suns at the Timberwolves. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see that game in person. Um I'm hoping to see Devin Booker light it up, but I also want to see the Timberwolves. Hopefully, pull out a W. Um, if they can beat the, the Suns, I I think that it's gonna be a big morale booster for them going forward.
2: Yeah, I agree. That that's a big game for the T Wolves.
0: Yeah, me and Adam will both be at that game on Wednesday. We'll also be Yeah, it should be fun. will also be at the game on Friday for if I mean hopefully they don't hopefully the Wolves don't lose to Dallas tonight. But they'll play Dallas in Minnesota on Friday as well, and that'll be on NBA League Pass at seven o'clock as well. So, me and Adam have those two games coming up. Um, I'm nine and zero, so if if we can get both those games, eleven and zero would be pretty sweet, rolling into the playoffs. That would be very nice. That would be very nice. Yeah, and if the if the Timberwolves want to make the playoffs too, I think a game on Thursday. If you want to check out, if you're a Timberwolves fan. Or if you're a Nuggets or Suns fan, at 8 o'clock on NBA TV, uh, you got the Suns at Denver, um, which I think will be a good matchup. You kind of get to see, you know, that Ayton versus Jokic matchup. I, I don't think anybody can stop Jokic, who is, I mean, most of our MVP front frontrunners. Um, I think it'll be a good matchup, though, with those two. And then you got Devin Booker. Who's gonna guard Devin Booker? Is it gonna be Will Barton? Is it gonna be a smaller guard? I don't I don't know if you can find somebody to guard yeah. him. That's the
1: truth
0: right who's there. Go, who,
2: who's gonna guard Bones? <laughs> Bones oh. Highland? Wow, oh, jeez. Cameron <laughs> Payne, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah put the pain hey, on.
2: Another, another big game on Thursday. that's similar to the Wolves situation. Is the Cavs and Raptors are have a similar records
0: for the 6th seed in the East, so that's a big game there. Right, And Cleveland's back to being healthy, got Karis LeBert back um, with Darius Garland, good 1-2 punch. I believe they still won't have Jared Allen back until the end of the year, so can Mobley hang in there and kind of manage that with maybe Kevin Love? I guess we'll find out.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think Kevin Love's got to bring in his uh, all-star caliber to uh, end the season in order for the Cavs to make a strong playoff push.
0: I would agree. And then just uh, a couple weekend games for you guys to watch out for. Um, I mean, you got on Saturday, you got Brooklyn Nets against Miami Heat at Miami. So you'll get to see Kyrie, KD versus, uh, you know, Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Buckets, Kyle Lowry. And that group, that game will be at 7 o'clock on NBA TV. So that's a game I'm really looking forward to. And at the same time,
1: at the same time
0: on Saturday um, on NBA League Pass, you got the Milwaukee Bucks against Memphis Grizzlies. So you got two teams that are, you know, really on fire lately that uh, would definitely be a great watch for any casual fan out there.
2: I agree. Those would be good games. Then going into Sunday, the. Wolves take on the Celtics. that would also be a good game if you're a Wolves
0: fan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe. If they can beat Boston in, we'll in, we'll in, in, at the Garden, too. Uh. Yeah, at the Garden. We'll Minnesota's play. got I mean,
1: some tough games ahead.
0: If they want to be contenders, they got to beat these good teams. Yeah, I just I worry about exactly. like the streak that they've been on. Are they going to let up, or are they going to continue this into the playoffs? I think it's going to show a lot of their character going forward.
2: Yeah, be I think if they get, they
0: go two and two this week, that would
2: be I would consider
0: that pretty good. And then just the last two games on Sunday that we have on um, five p.m. Uh, you got Philadelphia against Phoenix on NBA League Pass. Another good good battle between two great teams. Um, Six thirty, you got Utah Jazz versus Dallas on NBA TV. Um, Two teams that are really, you know, heating up lately in the Western Conference. So, I know they're both, I think Utah's in the fourth seed, Dallas is in the five seed. So, kind of get to see, you know, how these two match up if they were to play each other in the playoffs.
1: Yep, things are going to definitely start heating up now. Sure.
0: So, I know you guys have been waiting for this for pretty much the whole podcast. But, um, last but not least, we have our lightning round. Um So multiple choice questions on things having to deal with our first topic of the podcast, which was Rookie of the Year Candidates. Um, The big winner will get $5 for prize picks, DraftKings, FanDuel, whatever you guys want to use it on when it comes to NBA betting. Um, And the biggest loser, get this, the biggest loser has to post a picture wearing my LeBron jersey that I'm wearing tonight and post it on Instagram and our page on Shots Aside. You guys good with that?
1: Suppose, yeah. I suppose, I suppose. I just don't that. see myself losing, though. I can't, I can't be wearing a LeBron jersey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so with the first question, both of you guys. This player was drafted in the 2007 draft by a franchise that no longer exists in the Seattle SuperSonics. He went on to win Rookie of the Year in 2008. Who was this player? Was it A, Greg Oden, B, Ray Allen, C, Brandon Roy, or D, Kevin Durant? I'm going to start it super easy on with you guys, with these questions, and they're going to get increasingly harder, hopefully, um, by question four. So I'm going to start out with Matt. I'm going to have to go with uh, KD. D, KD. Yeah. D.
1: Adam? Yeah, yeah, Um I can definitely rule out Greg Oden, Ray Allen, and Brandon Roy. So I am also going with KD, um, locking that guy in.
0: You guys are correct. Hold on one second. I got a little bit of a spitting rainbow. So I'll edit this out a little bit later, but just hold on. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you guys are both correct. It's Kevin Durant. He was chosen second overall by the Seattle Super Supersonics in 2007. In that NBA draft class, uh, in his rookie year, he averaged twenty points per game. At the age of nineteen, was the third teenager behind LeBron James and Carmelo Anthony to average more than twenty points per game. He beat out likes of Al Horford, Jamario Moon, and Thaddeus Young for the Rookie of the Year award. After his first year in the super, uh, playing with the SuperSonics, he moved to the Oklahoma City Thunder. And became the Thunder's. Um, wait, sorry. He stayed. Hold on. He stayed with them until 2016 before moving to the Golden State Warriors and winning back-to-back NBA championships. So you guys both got question number one right. One zero, one zero. Question number two. Since the 1973 and 1974 seasons. There, was, there has been only one franchise to have back-to-back rookie of the year players. Which team is this? Is it A, Minnesota Timberwolves, B, Los Angeles Lakers, C, Philadelphia 76ers, or D, Los Angeles Clippers? I'm going to go with Adam to start off this one. Uh, yeah, this one definitely did get harder
1: from the last question. Um you know, my gut feeling wants to go with Philadelphia because they've had so many first-round picks. But I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go with the hometown, uh, Minnesota.
0: A Minnesota Timberwolves. Matt.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree. I'm pretty. I think it's Wiggins and Kat, If I'm not mistaken.
0: Final answer. That's my final answer. So you guys are both correct again. Minnesota Timberwolves. So in the 2015 year, the T-Wolves traded Kevin Love to the Cleveland Cavaliers, as you guys know, for the rights for the number one overall pick that year. With that pick, they chose Andrew Wiggins, who put up 17 points per game and almost five boards a game. The following year, the Wolves uh, were once again on the clock with the number one pick. This time, they chose Carl Anthony Towns who went on to win the award averaging 18 points and 10 boards as a rookie. So you guys are both 2-0. and o. Pretty impressive. Nice. I guarantee you guys these nice. next couple questions are going to be a little bit yeah. more difficult.
2: They almost had three with Anthony Bennett, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. too.
0: <laughs> so question number three. Amari Studmeyer was picked ninth overall by the Phoenix Suns and won the Rookie of the Year in 2003. Who was the player picked number one overall in that draft? Was it A, Kwame Brown, B, Yao Ming, C, Kenyon Martin, or D. J. Williams? Matt? Mm, I'm going to have to go
2: so definitely a little harder. <laughs> Probably go with... I'm pretty positive that Yao was the number one pick, so I, I'll go with Yao. Adam? I don't know if it was that year, but I know he was. So
0: Matt's locking him B Yao Adam? Yeah.
1: I thought LeBron won it in 2003. That wasn't. He was thinking. drafted
0: in 2003, won the rookie of the year in 2004.
1: The year after. Okay. Well, uh, I can rule out the I can rule out Kenyon Martin and Jay Williams for sure. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure Yao Yao Ming was the
0: first overall pick. Is that your So I'm gonna lock that in B as Final well? Final answer for both of you guys, Yao Ming. And you guys are both right. It is Yao Ming. Yao was the first pick. Oh, <laughs> Yale was the first pick in the 2002 draft. His first year in the NBA was an, an adjustment, but heading into his second year, he was averaging close to 18 points and nine, nine boards and two blocks in 33 minutes. Yale played nine seasons with the with the Rockets, but started developing knee problems going into his eighth year, which unfortunately cut his career short at the age of 30. So you guys are both
2: were the, those other guys weren't number one picks, were they? Kwame Brown was a the number they? one pick.
0: Um oh, yep. was I right. believe it was the year before 2002. Or it might have been it might have been okay. yeah, I think it was two thousand two. And then Kenyon Martin was in that draft as well. I think he was drafted fifth overall by the Rockets. Mm-hmm. I think they had two first round picks, the Rockets did. Yeah. Um and then Jay Williams yeah. I think was two thousand two or one as well, but he was drafted I think sixth. Um, I thought for sure I'd get you guys on that one a little bit.
1: You guys, uh, you thought, I mean, uh,
2: yeah, I knew Yao was a number one pick though because he's huge.
0: You know. <laughs> All right, you guys are both three and zero. It's gonna come down to this last question. Question number four. There's been three ties in NBA history for the Rookie of the Year Award. First in the 1971 season with David and and Jeff Petrie. Second in 1995 with Grant Hill and Jason Kidd. The third tie came with Elton Brand and Steve Francis. What year did these two tie? Was it A, 1996? B, 2005? C, 1998, or D, 2000? Again, this is Elton Brand and Steve Francis. What Um, year did these two tie? Adam.
1: Yeah, oh my. This is one hell of a question, I can tell you that. Um, I honestly have no clue. Um, I'm going to have to go with the guess here. and I'm going to go D, Two thousand. Pure guess.
0: Okay. Adams picking D. Two thousand. Matt, what do you
2: got? Uh, actually, actually, do you know this one because they say it on two K. And it is, it. I think it's D too. Wow. Because they, because t- one <laughs> of the announcers is Grant Hill, and he talks really? about this. Yeah. <laughs> it's on my career, he says it. <laughs> so it's, it it is it D, is D2000. I can't believe you had that wow, question. That's crazy.
0: I should have known that. Did you get no, that from I had, 2K? I had no idea it was on 2K. No. Oh, yeah?
2: Oh, I thought I maybe got it from <laughs> 2K. I was like, I know this one.
0: <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> that, that's So funny. the stats for these two players this year so elton Brand had 20 points, 10 boards, and almost two blocks game for uh, Chicago. Um, and then Steve Francis had 18 points, oh, okay. 5 boards, and almost 7 assists. So, like, very close race with, between oh. those two for Rookie of the Year. That's why they tied. I thought for sure I'd get you guys a bet. Uh, I might have to I, I It was pure gas for me. I Wait, no you would have. That was, that was crazy that bit. that's on 2 i I'm going to have to do some uh, <laughs> little bonus questions, then, since you guys both killed it. Yeah. Damn. We're just gonna uh, this this time. I'm not given multiple choice because uh, I really want to test you guys' okay. knowledge. Um, about the draft? Uh, nope. Just rookie of the year. So I'm gonna go to all rookie of the year winners. We're gonna rookie. go through um some some years. Um, I think this one's kind of a tough one. Uh, who won the rookie of the year in 2014? I'm gonna start with Adam
1: bonus question 2014 oh boy this is, hmm you know just because i know you and I, I know you pretty well um it has it's probably gonna have to be something with the timberwolves so i think i think he was either Andrew wiggins or caps and i think Andrew wiggins was before, Adam. So Adam, you know this was a question before Wiggins. with
0: Andrew Wiggins and Towns, right? There's already one. Yeah. So which one are you going with? Then? I'm going. I'm going with Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins. Matt, do you know who it was in 2014? The is this the one right after Towns, right? I can't tell you. I just 2014 rookie of the year winner. <laughs> well, if it's the one right right after Towns, I know. Is it?
2: You can't tell me nope.
0: that? No, you just have to answer it. 2014
2: Rookie of the Finger. Year. Okay. Um, it's, it's probably one that I wouldn't know. It would be probably maybe, I don't know, like Michael Carter Williams. Is that your final answer? <laughs> he averaged like a, didn't he average like a triple-double his rookie year almost? I believe so, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's your my final answer. answer. I think he averaged like fifteen, like nine and nine,
0: wow. or something like that. Honestly, yeah, is I that have right? no idea that I, I thought for sure you'd go with Andrew Wiggins. It is Michael Carter Williams who won in twenty fourteen. Adam, so we talked about yeah. I already really?
2: talked about. I was gonna get. I was gonna say Brogdon, but I was like that had to have been a yeah, little so bit 2015
0: later. Twenty fifteen, it was Wiggins. Twenty sixteen, it was Towns. That was in the previous question. Oh, I think that was in question. what Was that question? Two, okay. yeah. Question two that you guys answered. So you guys should have already knew it wasn't Towns or Waites.
2: Twenty-seven. 27- yeah. See, that's why I was asking if if it was after Towns because I was going to say Brogden. Yeah. Less thinking that's Town, too soon. Yeah,
0: Brogdon was the year after in twenty seventeen. Um I thought for sure I that you guys would have both missed Michael Carter Williams in twenty fourteen for.
1: uh You got me. The, you know. for for he was on the, the Sixers, yep. right? Yeah, I honestly totally forgot. You guys know
0: he had, he had a good rookie year and then fell you off. You guys know <laughs> who won it the year before Michael Carter Williams in 2013? Mm. Was it Kyrie? Nope, that was 2012. Who was in between both those two? 2012. What was it? Dame, Willie? hey, Adam, good guess. Oh, really? 2013.
2: All right. I know one of the weird ones in there is, like, Tyreek Evans, right? Or yep.
0: Maybe. I think. 12, right? right? 2012 was Kyrie. Uh, the year before that was uh, former Oklahoma Sooner, Blake Griffin. And then oh, the year Blake before Griffin. that mm-hmm. was uh, Tyreek Evans. Tyreek, yeah. He had a crazy rookie year. Yeah, yeah I thought he was going to be a
1: star. Yeah, right. we all did.
0: So, yeah, I just want to thank you guys. I mean, thank Adam and Matt for just joining the pod and giving you guys NBA takes and and everything you guys contributed today. Um, And I also want to thank people listening to the Shots Aside podcast. Um, Please leave a like if you guys enjoyed the content and stay tuned for our weekly drops and our YouTube videos. Again, check our uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube channels at Shots Aside. And then uh, feel free to email us at shotsaside@gmail.com at gmail.com for any questions, comments, or concerns. Um, until next time, peace. Peace. Peace.